podcast and i'm uh, sitting here with marina unite trainer oh you got my name right yes oh, sweet. <laughs> um, and today we're going to be discussing a very dear uh, subject food mm-hmm. and how it relates to us physically emotionally spiritually and uh, many other ways and uh, i just kind of wanted to give you a moment to introduce yourself and tell us uh, who you are where you're from So what should I cover? Just me as a human? (laughs) Sure. Let's start with that. (laughs) Uh, My name is Marina and I was born in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Then I lived in Israel for 10 years. Then I moved to San Diego with my family and then back to Israel and back to San Diego. (laughs) So it's kind of back and forth type of thing. And I am 29 and I am a blogger, vegan blogger. Awesome, awesome. So I uh, think I saw you on Facebook first and uh, San Diego Vegan page. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're uh, quite active on it. Uh, yeah. Spreading the word about, you know, healthful foods, uh, veggies, you know, fruits, all that good stuff. Are you still doing the raw food diet or are you, have you no. expanded now? Yeah. So okay. I, I'm mostly raw. Okay. Very high raw, but not all raw. All right. So, yeah, tell us about your project and or your business and mm-hmm. all that you do. So my business is so on the raw. It still has raw in it, mm-hmm. but it's it's not just about the food. Like it's a lot about the food, but it's also about, you know, spirituality, emotions and everything that comes with the food. Because I find that the food is like the catalyst to things, but it's not the end goal. So that's why it's so on the raw. And uh, personally, I was raw for a few years. But then I just felt a little bit trapped and I felt a little bit like it's not accomplishing that goal, the emotional, spiritual goal, which is the most important for me, not making me happy, just just putting limits on my life, basically. And also just researching health and veganism. And I found that just plant-based cooked food is really good for you as well. So now I incorporate uh, more cooked dinners, I would say, but it's just trying to be flexible with myself and and also v- as real world as possible because I want to bring people into it and I know that raw food is expensive. That's one thing. And also just not accessible to everyone. So I really want to make it something that's very accessible to people. That sounds great. I uh, personally did raw foods for nine months or so. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've shared my story with you a long time ago, but um, it's probably worthwhile to um, revisit it. But I used to have really bad uh, GRD. GERD, mm-hmm. And um, I had an operation on my throat because the acid had gone up to my throat and burned the sphincter. And um, the doctor told me that I'd have to take this medication forever. forever I because, remember. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, my throat wouldn't heal, and I intuitively just said no. I'm, I know what I did to get mm-hmm. myself in this position. I, Which is what? What did you do? Oh my god, where do I start? I mean, I used to eat two meals at least before going to bed. <laughs> so 
it was a, a way to self-medicate, you know, mm. and uh, I used food as a comfort thing and uh, to cure some emotional issues, emotional voids. And I remember just doing all kind of craziness. Like, <laughs> uh, for instance, I'd go get a burrito and then like the biggest ice cream that they had and or do, um, you know, some major like, I don't know, Italian food that's just crazy and Anyway, it was just gross. the worst you could. I could. Like, I literally, like, I. <laughs> What's the worst I could do today? Exactly. And I did that. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it helped me fall asleep. It kind of uh, lessened my anxiety because I was like in a food coma, basically. Were you able to sleep well after doing that? Um, well, yes, until the acids, you know, started <laughs> coming up on my throat. Um, it's so cool. Sorry to interrupt no, no, you, no. but it's. It's so cool because it's like your body's like, pay attention to me, you know, even yeah. though you think you are with just, well, you're shutting it down, basically. You're yeah. just not paying attention to it. And it does it physically. It forces you physically Absolutely. to listen. Absolutely. Do you have a similar story? I know that there are reasons why you went into, into raw foods and stuff, but I want to hear you. No, this is it. I'm done. No, so, but then you you don't take the medication anymore. Oh yeah. So oh, you want to hear the results? Yes. Okay. So after nine <laughs> months, essentially, just in a nutshell, mm -hmm. I had zero symptoms, zero acid. I still have no acid. I mean, I can eat a ton of food now, and it doesn't affect me. I've lost. I think I was 200 pounds, and I went to 160. So I've lost 40 pounds. Wow, so major. Yeah. And although I didn't exactly do it right, I didn't know what I was doing because I was just literally eating off the shelf. Like, here's a carrot, here's cucumber. I didn't cook anything. I was, like, basically just grabbing foods and eating it. Um, and, um, I, you know, in retrospect, I, I guess I know wh what I need to do better. Um, Which is? Well, just, uh, you know, the, the, the macronutrients that I was mm. taking in weren't exactly right i was not having enough good fats mm -hmm. and then so my my body started like shriveling and my you know i just i didn't do a good job i eventually i dialed it in but it took me a couple of months mm -hmm. and i had zero instructions i i didn't talk to anybody i had no community i did this all on my own so it was trial and error but once I figured it out, it was beautiful. After a year, I tried meat again and it immediately made me sick and I wanted to go back mm -hmm. uh, immediately because, yeah. And then after that, I started making connections, you know, emotionally, spiritually, and everything started clicking. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, this is a diet for me now. Mm -hmm. And I had no no reason to look back. Anymore. Yeah. All right. I want to hear your story now. <laughs> uh, so my story, the physical part is through my mom. Okay. I have I shared my mom's story? I've, I've read the story, but um, yeah, remind me. So my mom had interstitial cystitis. It's horrible disease in the bladder. And she was like, she was so sick for eight years. It's like a, a urinary tract infection is what it feels like where you have to pee and you have burning and all that for every five minutes. So her life was basically ruined um, because she had to not leave the house, like, you know, for eight years. And just like you, f for her, you know, food was the cure. And so that was the initial inspiration. But I so connect with emotional eating. And I actually want to ask you because I think that even if you, I just know on my own 
experience. If you even if you eat healthy food, you can still be emotionally eating. Like you can still be eating too much to cover emotions and all that kind of stuff. That is my biggest, I would say my still my biggest struggle in a lot of ways because you know, we both have a traumatic past. So food is like such a good, <laughs> such a good, but horrible, not a good idea tool to just push down your emotions. And when I was in high school, I remember clearly, I would not want to get up, get up to go to school, you know, or get out of bed. So what I would do is I played this game with myself. Okay. If you get out of bed, you will get this snack. It was hot Cheetos. I was in love. Oh my God, hot Cheetos. So I was in love with hot Cheetos. And so I was like, okay, you get out of bed, you'll get hot Cheetos. And it was, I had to do it behind uh, my mom's back because she always, she gave me fruits to school and everything. She wanted me to be really healthy, but that's what I would do. And that would get me through the day emotionally. Mm. So it would get me out of bed. And so that definitely stuck with me. And I, I do use food a lot of times like as a drug in a way or, you know, as a way to just not feel or get numb and still working on that. But um, that is the biggest thing. But I think uh, the coolest part of the whole journey. So five years ago was when my mom like introduced me to raw food and everything is that it's the catalyst to 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 an entire world that you don't think about you know to just learning about yourself connecting to yourself actually caring what you feel like because before I didn't really care I didn't pay attention to what was going into my mouth like most people and spirituality and not wanting to be stressed anymore and just like wanting to live a good life and to give to the world you know so that is my favorite part about what veganism actually did for me Wow, what a story. And so your mom um, had this illness and mm-hmm. she started eating raw food. Can you tell us, did, did she, was she able to recover a little bit or completely or what happened completely, to her? Completely, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. Yeah, so what she had is pretty rare, I would say. It's not very common, but it's just debilitating, you is know. Is that an autoimmune uh, <clears throat> issue or? They don't even really know. There's no cure for it. Um I remember she was offered antidepressants because the side effect is to help IC. But it's like, I was like, mom, do not take antidepressants. Don't mess with your mental health. You know, that's so scary. And painkillers, which she never took painkillers. I don't know how because her pain, she said, was level like 13 out of 10. She would almost faint from the pain. It was so bad. She would sleep on the toilet. She wouldn't sleep most nights you know just really horrible and uh definitely couldn't like speak or have a good conversation with me (coughs) sorry um just couldn't focus i mean you know like if you if you're ever in pain you're not going to be able to do anything really so then um she actually did a water fast so she did a month-long water fast Actually, she did it twice. The first time was 16 days and then an entire month of water fasting. And I was with her and it was pretty scary because she was like, I don't want to go to any doctors. You know, they all they messed me up. They did all this stuff to me. I just want to do it alone in my house. And I always tell people never, ever do that. That is it's dangerous. But that's what she did. And she had a fever. She was sweating. She her skin was lemon flavor because of all this acid like coming out. Wow. 
It was. She was detoxifying? Yeah. Okay. It was crazy, but she was very determined. And then the first time, the 16 days, she finished, all her pain was gone right away when she was done. Wow. And then she was like, okay, now I can eat everything. <laughs> this is the reason that, you know, you also said like you ate meat and it made you sick because that's what happens. If you put poison into your body, I mean, everyone says your mom is not cured. She has to eat healthy. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if you put poison into your body, you get sick. Oh, it's like, funny. it's yeah. like if you take a toxin, you know, if you drink, I don't know, rat poison, I don't know yeah. what, you will get sick, right? I right. mean, it's normal. So people don't understand that meat and fish and cheese and all these things are toxic. Yeah. So that's what happened. And she got sick even worse. I think her body was very clean. Mm. And it absorbed that poison even more. So then I think two years later, she did a whole month and it was the worst. It was even harder than the first one. And after that, she started eating raw. She also was clueless, but she was reading books and all these things. And I remember when we made our first raw cake and we're like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Raw stuff. I So I... When I started getting more into it after a couple of months, I guess, I, I did buy a book. Uh, it's a Russian family called the Butenkos. Mm, yeah, yeah. Do you know it? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, and they have awesome recipes. And I enjoyed a couple of them, but the, the prepping time is insane. You know, you have to soak things the night before, and then you got to use the dehydrator so that you can keep your food alive, right? You can't heat it past a certain temperature. Right. And so I found myself spending hours and hours... Um, in the kitchen and I eventually I kind of started giving up on just doing um, delicious quote-unquote delicious recipes and I, I start just eating you know foods that's accessible and, and easy to do um, kind of kind of like mono mono dieting a little bit Still that's actually better for you oh really yeah yeah it's much <clears throat> easier too it is so some people can't do that very easily because they want to taste so many different things but I felt um, that at this point in my life, I wasn't uh, living to eat. I was eating to live. Mm -hmm. I was the opposite. Now I'm, I was basically just trying to survive and I didn't have the urge to make food taste amazing. I just wanted to make my body feel better. So, um, Yeah, but it's tough. For most people, yeah. you know, the transition between like the standard American diet yeah. to raw is very extreme. Yeah. So, I mean, what I teach i taught and i still teach if you want to go raw it's possible to do it easily you just have to focus on fruit and smoothies during the day mm -hmm. kind of like mono meals and some smoothies because smoothies take five to ten minutes right to make mm -hmm. and then for dinner salads or noodles or just very simple stuff i have a dehydrator but i've had it for a year mm -hmm. so i barely have used a dehydrator you yeah. know so I gave mine away. Actually, I posted on the San Diego Vegan uh, Facebook page and someone took it and I just asked for them to circulate it. But um, I guess the, the point is um, raw food is, is amazing uh, for you and um, it's the transition that is sometimes difficult. But uh, so we both can attest to the fact that it does work wonders 
It does. It does. For my mom, the transition was really easy because mm-hmm. she did the water fast. Her taste buds were like completely new. Mm-hmm. So everything she said the first time she drank orange juice, she it was like heaven. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It does. It resets your taste buds yeah. too. I remember eating something sweet after doing raw vegan. It was like so intense. I just, I think I spit it out actually. And I would never do that normally. Yeah. So, um, and that kind of speaks to what processed food does to us. You know, all this stuff that we put in our mouth and um, it really changes our physiology Mm -hmm. completely. Like we, it rewires our brains, it rewires our taste buds. Everything is changing. And so what we feel is normal is not normal anymore. Yeah. And it's your mind too. I feel like it closes your mind in a way. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Your whole, it's like programming and it's yeah. scary and all the, you know, the GMOs and all these things yeah. Yeah. and the, and the hormones that they put into yeah. these things yeah. are pretty scary and it's cool to be free of that. So even now that I do cook stuff, I still make everything really as whole food as I can. Mm. So as, you know, the least processed possible. The closest to nature. Excellent. Uh, that's the way it should be. We do live in a strange time in the evolution of human beings right now because for the last, I want to say maybe 70 years, we've, uh, yeah, our race has managed to uh, tweak and, and optimize for probably the wrong reasons, but, you know, they, they were able to affect food in, in ways that were impossible in the past, you know, genetically engineering things. Um, you know, concentrating things, factories, manufacturing foods to target specifically, uh, you know, the the things that would make people crave the, their product more, yeah. you know, so they're just throwing more oils in there or fat, bad fats, throwing more salts in there, throwing more sugar mm-hmm. in, in concentrations that are just naturally impossible, and, so people um, become addicts. Yeah, it's it's really a drug epidemic. Mm-hmm. Food is becoming a drug epidemic that's not talked about. And so our body just doesn't know what to do with this. It just it wants more because it was taught or it evolved to crave those things because in the past, you know, 100, you know, well, say thousands even of years 100. ago, even 100 years yeah. ago, that could mean that you survived the winter. You know, yeah. if you took that amount of sugar in or amount of fat, it saved your life. Mm-hmm. But now it's just, it doesn't make sense anymore. We're mm-hmm. not in a crisis and we're not starving, yet we're eating like we're dying of starvation. So Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. And it's, even if you, like you said about mono meals, mm-hmm. even when I start eating mono meals, I feel like it clears my taste buds. Because it's like, you know, you imagine the prehistoric people or whatever just taking a peach off a tree or banana or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the most natural thing. And it totally reset. All of a sudden, everything is way too sweet. Like I can't have dates in my smoothie. It's mm-hmm. like too much already. And I love that when you can reset your taste buds. It's really cool. And that's the yeah. patience part. Like for a lot of people... It takes some patience because yeah. at first the food can taste bad. I don't know how, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I talk to like, you know, people email me and they ask me, um, 
how am I going to do this? I really want to do this. I made a video with my mom. And so I have a lot of girls contacting me, even young girls. I have, I see, what do I do? Like, I don't know what, where to start, you know? And after a while, the conversation, I realized their biggest fear is that everything is going to taste bad. And and then I tell them, listen, my biggest problem in life is that I want my whole fridge. Like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, what should I make? Just everything is so delicious. And it's so much more flavorful than cheese and meat. You Mm. know, at the end of the day, meat has no flavor. You have to put spices and, Mm. you know, so I tell them, oh, you're going to love it. Just just see. And they're conditioned also in their mind to believe that you have to have these other foods to make your food taste good. Once I started cleaning my diet quite a bit, I, I really started ha- getting an appreciation for the subtle flavors, so many and so diverse. And um, I, I really connect with my food now. Like I I don't want to sound cheesy or corny, but sometimes I'll just like stare at it. Like I'll cut a tomato and just look at it and like look at all the... It's a the meditation. Little, it is, yeah. yeah. And I take my time cutting it and I, I appreciate it and I, you know, I just savor it. And it's it feels like it's meant to be like this. It's not, you know, not looking, not opening a box that's has a plastic bag that's f- full of things that I'm not sure exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. And you look at the ingredients and there's like a million things in there that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Tomatoes or cucumbers or bananas, they're just self-explanatory. Yes. <laughs> just like, I am good for you. And yeah. I'm beautiful. And I, I have all these colors that are amazing. And it's just, there's really no reason I feel like once you, once you get it and it gets you and the whole thing just kind of comes together. It's, it's pretty magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Sunday we had, you know, Plant Diego, the, the organization? No. So I'm part of Plant Diego, which is a volunteer run organization in San Diego. And we just have events every month. We screened What the Health, mm. the movie in Encinitas. And so next month we're going to be doing a whole food plant-based challenge. So I'm really excited wow. about that. Yeah. How and long? it's all free the whole month. Yeah. So people get meal plans. and What? Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Do it. Well, you know, I, I'm into that. I've done it several times. The, oh, the, yeah. You know, you've run challenges, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like three times. So this is it's perfect. Awesome. And they're going to help us in this case. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, two weeks of the meal plan is mine and two weeks is the other co-leaders. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I should send you the link. So, okay, for people who are listening right now who want Mm -hmm. to look it up, where would they go on Facebook? They just go to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash all capitals S-D dash W-F-P-B, whole food plant-based. Okay, is this your website or someone else's? No, it's it's actually Eventbrite. But we have our website is plantdiego.com and that's on there too. If you just go to plantdiego.com, you'll see that on there to register and everything. Since we're talking about uh, websites and internet stuff. um, Wait, I forgot. So the reason I mentioned this, it has to do with your tomato story, is that on Sunday we had this meeting about uh, meditation Mm -hmm. uh, for Plant Diego because I just find a lot of people in the plant-based community 
one of the big issues we don't address is stress. And a lot of people do talk about it. You know, they have stress and everything. So we decided to have this meeting about stress management and meditation and all these things. And Jane, one of the ladies that ran it with me, the meeting, she talked about how she became vegan from meditating on food, like you were talking about, because she started being aware because we usually eat in a trance, like literally in a trance. We're watching TV or, you know, it's just food is there. And she actually had mindful eating. She started eating and noticing the foods. And we did this exercise with wow. everyone in the meeting and uh, in the meetup, I guess. And she was talking about how it made her go vegan because she realized that what she was eating, you know, before. So it's really cool. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so the question I was going to ask you since we're mm -hmm. on the subject of, of internet, um, what is your website, your personal business? It's... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's soulintheraw.com. Okay, so that's... It's off Facebook, but you also have a page on Facebook as well for those who yeah. are wanting to connect. Yeah, it's called Raw Souls. Facebook group. Okay. That's a group, yeah. And then I also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash marina at soulintheraw. Okay, cool. I took facebook.com slash soul in the raw and I don't know how to close it. It's an old one and uh, I, I don't use it and okay. I just don't know how to close it. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah. So that's my blog and I have recipes on there. I have a bunch of meal plans. I have raw vegan meal plans. I have this two week one is on there as well. Um, I post pretty much every week. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm following you on, on Facebook and um, I really enjoyed the recipes that you uh, shared with us. I think it was seven days every day, one recipe or something Oh, yeah, like that. yeah. That was great. Um, Those will that. be in the two-week one as well. Oh, okay, Yeah, perfect. but there's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two weeks and also a grocery list. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's going to be... That's perfect. I know someone yeah. who will really appreciate that. Yeah, you should share it. Share yeah, it as share much it. as possible because the challenge is going to be great. Also, we contacted all these restaurants mm -hmm. and we asked them for their healthiest dishes in San Diego. So we're going to post that too. And they're going to have this flyer in their window that says, I'm participating. We're calling it Stay Healthy. San Diego like uh, Anchorman mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice it's cute yeah. uh, so we have the picture of Anchorman it's it's funny <laughs> um, so people can go mm. and order you know healthier choices because just because it's vegan it says vegan doesn't mean it's the healthiest choice right so yeah. it can still be processed and all these things Right. Yeah, that's a, it's a very good point that you bring up here. So when people mention vegan, vegan is, is basically like a movement for, you know, uh, animal compassion, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily um, equivalent to health. And right. you can eat French fries and drink Coke every day. That's typically vegan, I guess, unless the, the oil is a certain kind of oil. But, um, and you can die within probably a couple of months. <laughs> oh, no. So We don't um, want dead vegans. We want living vegans, right. thriving vegans. And I had I had a debate on, on the Facebook vegan page about that, and, and I got it. <laughs> I think I got attacked a little bit. But um, what I was saying, I, I, I think I posted something or I replied to someone's post, but essentially, in a nutshell, what I was trying to say is that, you know, as, as vegans, we want to... Um, I wanted to portray an image of health and uh, because people look at um, 
you know, uh, folks who eat plants and, and they want to know if it works. And if, if we see, you know, people who are as sick as, um, you know, uh, meat eating folks, then uh, we haven't really accomplished anything. And then I want to also say something about the word vegan. I, uh, a couple of years ago, I've come to the realization that people get really turned off very quickly um, when you say vegan. And I think it has to do with the fact that when they hear that word, they, it puts them in a defensive mode and uh, it implies that you're morally superior of some sort, which is not true. Um, so f- now I tend to say um, I'm plant eating, you know, I'm plant eater, plant muncher. Plant-based. <laughs> yeah, plant-based. Yeah, plant-based. Yeah. And whole foods plant-based, mm-hmm. I guess, as, as much as possible. And And that's not against something it's for plants i love plants plants are awesome they are <laughs> yeah so i'm a big cheerleader for plants and so um i feel like that's been better for me as far as conveying the message that plants are good for you mm-hmm. have you found the same thing to be true so at first i think being raw i was so kind of in this exclusive mindset like oh i'm raw and everyone has to be raw and it's better than being vegan and you know or plant-based you know every whatever and i'm really glad that i eat cooked food and i chilled myself out (laughs) and i'm like okay everyone is cool and at this time my i'm i am naturally people won't realize this but naturally i'm a very judgmental person but what i mean by that is i'm really when i'm passionate about something it's like it drives me so hard you know and i'm just it's hard for me to just be like blob I say, oh yeah sure you want to oh sure i'm not mm. that kind of person yeah. um but at the same time i am a facilitator by one of my professions. So what I what I used to do, and I still do it, I'm actually going to do it next month, is I work with Israeli-Palestinian teenagers in facilitation. Mm-hmm. And in that space, I don't say my opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to. I almost don't speak. I speak very little, and it's just for them f- to further whatever they want to say, to help them express themselves. Even if they say, I want to kill Arabs, and I had those kids, <laughs> trust mm-hmm. me. And of course, I don't support this. But the purpose is to allow them space to express themselves and to transform in whatever way they will, you mm-hmm. know? So through that experience, I learned to just allow also not just push my message but also to allow and to know how to be present when a transformation is happening it's a very quick one with those participants because Mm. it's three weeks and you see a huge change Mm. but and most people with you know they're eating it's going to take longer but i'm trying to take that kind of mindset and to see people as on a journey like we're all on a journey and they're in one point if they are an ethical vegan only and they're not a healthy vegan that's what they choose you know and and i'm very actually passionate about working with those types of people and help and and saying kind of like you said and i'm trying to not do it judgmentally because i respect them i love them i think they're amazing for being ethical vegans you know but at the same time, yes, I agree with you. It would be great if they 
uh, preach a message of health as well because a lot of people will try the, their diet, let's say, and they won't feel good. And they'll say, oh, veganism is not a good diet and I don't want to do it, you know. So, yeah, so there is that too. Um, and about plant-based and vegan, I think... I have a talent of being very soft with people, even though I'm not that soft of a person. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not that soft of a person. Like if I get into an argument with my parents or something, I will yell and I'll be, Is that you the know, Jewish part it's my Jewish part, <laughs> not the soft part. It's my intense part. Right. But at well, the same yeah. time, you know, uh, at the same time, I know how to be like, when I'm talking about veganism, and even if I use that word, mm -hmm. I know how to do it like very softly and to make them feel like th this is my way, you know, and you choose. And with that, I was able to convert a lot of people, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like my partner's mom, she was, she thought we were insane uh, for a long, long time. And now she's vegan. So, uh, and she always said, it's because of Marina. It's not because of you. Because, <laughs> because I would just make her food and just be, you know, excited about the food and tell her, look, it's delicious. Try it, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of my way. Mm. Um, and now I talk to her more about animal rights because that is very close mm. to my heart. But I would never do that in the beginning because right. she already thought we were crazy. Um, so I even, for example, I went to lecture at one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world mm. wow. <laughs> and uh, I was there. Yeah. They had this health week, you know, and I reached out to them and I was lecturing there using the V word <laughs> Yeah, and I brought the China study and I was like, you know, and I talked about animal agriculture and I talked about cowspiracy in the environment, but in my way and their response was great. Really? Yes. I was, I was like, I'm going to die. You know? <laughs> so the employees were receptive. What about the management? Yes. Did they well, uh, it's a huge or company, you know, okay. but the, the, um, the person in charge of health week brought me. And so it's not like okay. it was, it was at the organ, like right there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's not the headquarters, okay. but it's a big building in San Diego. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And, and I really thought they were going to crucify me. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this and we'll see what happens. And they were great. And also the girl who brought me in was great and so responsive and all of their questions. I thought that they would be sneaky questions, you know, mm -hmm. like, Oh, so like just trying to attack me, not a single one. So I think good things are coming for us and I'm very excited. That is awesome. Such a good story. I really appreciate the fact that there are so many people now that are starting to understand and see for themselves the results of this um, wonderful diet. And I don't even consider it a diet. It's more like a lifestyle. Lifestyle, or just, yeah. Just eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... It's, there's this the way meme. we're supposed to eat. Right, yeah. yeah. There's this meme that I found really funny in the past. Um, I think it said... Uh, you know, eat organic vegetables or as your grandparents call them, vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's, I think yeah. they, they, when I think about my grandma, she has diabetes mm -hmm. and she has not changed her ways. And I think about her health and if I ate like her, but my entire life, I don't know what state I would be in, you know. And I think it's because they ate the quality of the food was a lot better Yeah, when they were younger. Not anymore. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't have the 
just the mass manufacturing of foods and it's this craziness. I, I There's a, an image that keeps coming back to me when I think about my raw food days. Um, after a couple of months, I just walked in this, a supermarket and just, I, you know, I'd always go to the produce section, which is in the corner. Hidden, yeah. You know? yeah, I always say to people, you know the 30% of the supermarket? I want this to be your 70% of your cart. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what I, the image that I got. I, I remember just aisles and aisles and aisles upon aisles of just boxes. That's it's crazy. It just, it, like it, it literally just, it's like not food. They're, yeah. Like people, and I, and, and I look at people's carts and I have, you know, the, the cashiers always like commented. I think they got to know me after a while. They're like, you're the healthiest shopper we have here. It's like everything is green and, and you know, vegetables and stuff. Same But here. then, yeah, I'd, I'd go, you know, people behind me and, and in front of me, uh, like giant, you know, soft drinks and like just, uh, it's, it's really, I mean, I, I don't want to like make it sound like I'm judging because it's not, I was there. I, I was there for... 35 years, you know, of my life. And um, so I, I really am I'm, I'm in no position to to say, you know, what other people are doing is right or wrong. But I, I know for what happened with me, there's no going back now. You know, I've, I just can't see myself uh, unless I want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a different story. But um, it's a I, form of suicide. It's a form of suicide. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's just very yeah. sad to yeah. see that. It's very sad. Yeah. So uh, so a good point uh, to bring up is emotional health. Let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that because uh, you've brought it up a couple of times right mm-hmm. now. So is it a good idea to also seek um, therapy or just um, you know mental support, a mental therapy support? in parallel with the diets because i feel like they're so connected and like you said you're still struggling with eating i'm the same way by the way so the only difference is that i'll overeat something very healthy yes and the damage is far 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 less yeah but i've been known to eat a tub of tabbouleh (laughs) (laughs) on my worst days it's my ultimate favorite. Healthy I food. always see you posting photos of tabbouleh because it's my baby. Like, do you, I, I make it? You're probably gonna shoot me for how I make it. Why? Because it's not traditional. Oh my gosh, my friend who's Palestinian <laughs> is so intense about his tabbouleh. It's like it's yeah. It's okay, serious. you cannot use the food processor. Like, don't right. even. And he's made it for like ten people and yeah. just chopped it by hand. It's crazy. So I use hemp seeds, <gasps> and I I'm sorry. Oh no, that's good. Well, it's, it's healthy, but go on. <laughs> and I use pomegranate seeds. For what? For the tabbouleh. Like inside the tabbouleh oh, okay. instead of uh, bulgur. Well, that sounds... Okay. It's really good. That sounds Hemp actually seeds good. instead of... Yeah. Some people use cauliflower. Yeah. So cauliflower is w- what I used when I went raw yeah. vegan because bulgur wheat obviously yeah. is cooked. Um, I think we can still be friends. I'm not... <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, we could have ended that podcast really quickly. But no, it actually sounds pretty good. And and maybe one day you'll... It's good. I'll make it for you. Yeah, it's really good. I have that recipe even on my blog somewhere. Interesting. (laughs) But back to eating the whole tub of tabbouleh. So it probably brings you like childhood memories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's something that I had to do because... when I was young, my parents used to take me for ice cream whenever like something was going wrong in my life or whatever. 
and I had this association of you know care, parental care, and and um, love, you know, from eating uh, associated with this dairy. And then uh, when I reconsidered my diet, I uh, and lifestyle, I started seeking memories when I was eating healthy foods, and kind of went with that. Oh, I so see. tabbouleh was something yeah. that I started uh, eating in high school actually because I moved to the United Arab Emirates and I mm-hmm. had a lot of Palestinian friends and Lebanese friends and they introduced me to the best food dish. on the world in yeah. the world. Yeah, my thing is hummus. Oh my god, and hummus, I make yeah. my own. It's yeah. so good, and I'm going to Jerusalem in a couple months. Yeah. Literally, all I want to do every day is go eat hummus. So hummus is yeah. So that's the that's what that one. It's can, Egyptian, right? Yeah. Well, tahina is Egyptian, but it's and falafel and is falafel. Egyptian, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's it's all Levantine area, so mm-hmm. it's it's local to Egypt, you know, Palestine, Lebanon, mm-hmm. now Israel, obviously. Uh, so. My understanding in Israel now, their falafel is, are pretty bomb. They're really good. They're deep fried, so right. <laughs> but they are. Yeah, it's very easy to be vegan over there, okay. and hummus, and yeah, you have everything. Yeah. It's because Jews come from all over the world, and it basically all condensed mm-hmm. into you know. So there's also Yemenite food. Oh my god, it's so that's you're getting the, a multicultural experience when you go to Israel. Yeah, now. but that is so unhealthy. Don't try Yemenite food. <laughs> really? What is it? It's like a lot of uh, wheat and pastry, like dough and okay. frying everything, but oh, it's okay. so good. <laughs> Interesting. Usually, I mean, third world countries typically bring healthier, healthier foods. Yeah. That's what I've done. Yeah. Um, I did a three-month um, for myself. I didn't actually invite anybody. I was just trying to prove to myself that I could do it at a, a three-month whole foods um, diet. Mm-hmm. And I went to a website that has, I'll share that with you. It's beautiful. It's basically like all the country's uh, local foods mm. recipes. And I just went down and I went like Ethiopia, you know, that is whatever, so Morocco. Cool. Whatever. Ethiopian food is the best. It is. It's delicious. <gasps> so good. <laughs> yes, please. I want to see that. I love it's getting. Beautiful. Yeah. Other... And you know, it's also because it's a peasant, you know, most of the dishes are peasant dishes. Mm-hmm. You don't tend to see a million ingredients, so they're yeah. really easy to make. You know, it's just like take some beans. You know, it's like blend them, add you know nuts and like this and that, and you you're done. Basically. I'm so hungry right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the biggest oversight of the the podcast that we start talking about food and we don't have oh any snacks. Oh God, here. I'm sorry. Wait, okay. I should have prepared. Like. I know it's okay. I should have told you something, but. <laughs> Oh my god! But back to emotional eating, right? Okay. Oh, you were talking about going to therapy along with food. That I mean, I am a. I've been in therapy quite a lot, like traditional therapy, and it was great for a time. And then when I tried it again, maybe a couple years ago, because there's free therapy in Israel. Mm. Uh, not like here. Here it's very difficult to find yes. free healthcare, you know. Um, I just hated it. I hated it so much and I realized that I need alternative everything, I guess, <laughs> but also alternative therapy. So one thing I discovered is Greenberg therapy. <clears throat> Have you ever heard about it? No, what is that? It's it's almost like hard to describe, but basically it's through the body. So you don't talk as much. 
Oh, so much talking. Uh, you don't talk as much. It's They start by looking at your feet and recognizing kind of reflexology where what needs to be worked on and you talk a little bit but it's mostly a lot of breathing really deep breathing and almost like massage and just releasing basically stored emotions in your body so one thing that i was working on is i was really scared of uh uh, blood tests like deathly afraid I didn't get a blood test for eight years or something like wow. that yeah. and I really wanted to get one you know it was almost like a disability so before I left Jerusalem I had maybe a couple months and I thought no way you know we're not gonna this is not gonna happen in in this form of therapy or in any form and so she was like okay I mean let's see you know let's try and I ended up doing it and it was not a bad experience. Um, so it's really cool. So I think meditation is great. Uh, one thing that helps me with emotional eating that I should do more, I'm just getting into it, but of course it's it's always easier to eat than to deal with your emotions, right? Yeah, especially when the food is delicious. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I think emotional eating comes from just wanting to avoid feeling whatever it is. Mm. So what I started doing, this just came to me intuitively and it, it works if I actually do it regularly, is to kind of meditate but on my feelings. So really focus on whatever I'm feeling and just make it big like, and not name it, not try to say, oh, I'm sad, I'm happy or whatever. Just really feel and just spread the feeling as much as I can and feel it intensely for however long, every day for five, ten minutes maybe. And that really helps. It really helps. I it's, like even when I want to go eat and I know I'm not hungry and I do this exercise, it eliminates any want for food. Hmm. So you do this uh, in the morning or you do it like as you feel something is starting to be present? I think it's better to prevent. Oh, it's so, yeah. Okay. So do yeah. it in the morning yes. or like at the yeah. Okay. And have you ever heard of this term? What is it? It's ultra sensitive person or there's an actual term for people who are very sensitive highly sensitive highly yes yeah, highly yeah. sensitive person I would be one of these people me too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. i find so many vegans are so mm. many they come to this lifestyle because they're sensitive mm. people and they you know they want to be good people i guess um but yeah so I think for highly sensitive people, mm. we need those practices because the world around us is in such contrast to our inner world. Our inner mm. world is like butterfly. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's not always good. It's yeah. actually sometimes very dark yeah. for me at least. Yeah. But it's not a world where you can say, okay, I have a business meeting, but just to let you know, like I need to cry my eyes out right now so I can't come. Like, yeah. No one, you know, you have to say, oh, I'm sick because emotional sickness, I guess, or whatever, it's like an emotional cold. Like I have an emotional cold mm. right now, so I can't attend the meeting. Yeah. The world doesn't function that way. So we really have to have those practices. And also when I facilitate and I take in so much pain from all the teenagers, you know, and their stories. Mm. And it's yeah. war stories. Yeah. You soak it up. I soak it up and I learned that I have to do something 
to deal with it because mm-hmm. I just explode because I'm like a sponge of yeah. people's feelings and energies. Yeah. So I yeah. I'm the same exact way too. So it's uh, interesting that you bring up this exercise with uh, the Palestinian Israeli um, kids because um, I was uh, doing a expressive art therapy class a couple of weekends ago and I met someone named Kelly who um, did this. Uh, I don't know if you know What's her. What's her last name? Grimes? Yeah, I Curly blonde hair? No, she's a brunette. Oh, she's an artist. Yes, she's an artist. Yes, she I know her. Portraits. Yes, she supports the organization where yeah. I work. Really? Cool. Yeah, the awesome. same. Yeah. Okay, so we, yeah, we have a friend in common now. That's cool. Um, so Kelly told me about that. I can't remember that. her last name. Yeah, I, I should. I, I just saw it But today, I'm sure but it's the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely her. Yeah. And because uh, who, how many artists does yeah. portrays, yeah, and uh, who deals with this situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she told me about it and I looked it up and I was actually going to um, volunteer. But uh, it looks like most of the exercises happen from the morning till about five o'clock. And then after that, the kids go with their host families. Yeah, they and that's do. That's when I get off work typically. So, But there's the weekends we also... Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so maybe I'll still reach out and see because i know that you know the translation part would be pretty valuable oh right? wow that is wow yes mm-hmm. yes even though we do the whole program in english okay but yeah that would be really cool just to kind of yeah build some rapport you know yeah with, with the kids and, and you would love it it's yeah. the kids are amazing yeah just the most highly intelligent teenagers I meet every summer. (laughs) They're amazing. Every year, seriously. And they're so diverse, which is really cool. The program values that. It's an amazing program. No one goes into dialogue. (laughs) It's like our sacred room. It's three hours every morning we have it. And uh, yeah, we keep that closed because we don't want them to feel like they can't express themselves, you know. Mm. But then the rest of the day, they have activities. They have, do you know Azim Kamisa? He, sp- no. he speaks about his son was uh, killed years ago by a, a gang member. And then he became best friends with a gang member who killed his son. Wow. It's really powerful. That's, uh, wow. Yeah. So he speaks to them about that. Okay. We have really amazing activities that they do. And then they also have their free time because yeah. they need to remain sane, you know. Of course, yeah. So, There's yeah. a lot of heavy work that probably brings up a lot of emotions mm-hmm. on the, to the surface. Oh my god, we have crying and screaming yeah. throughout our sessions. Yeah, but it's yeah. a healing process, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. It really is. Very, very good. I I love that you're doing um, all these things on the site too. Um, so you said uh, so. You started this when you were in Israel. Are you, you you got your training in Israel or? For facilitation. For facilitating. Yeah, I, uh, when I moved to Israel, which was seven years ago now, mm. um, for the second time, <laughs> yeah. I went. I enrolled in the Seeds of Peace facilitation yeah. program, and then I went to the Seeds of Peace camp, and then I just do this all yeah. the time because <laughs> I love it so yeah. much. It's really important that we do this because I, you know, I'll tell you from personal experience, and um, not too many people know about this, but um, so my dad was. Um, in uh israeli egyptian war um, oh wow yeah in 73 i was born in 74 so my entire childhood was him basically talking about you know the conflict and uh you know he still had a lot of hate in his heart obviously even though um 
the peace resulted in the end, uh, you know, because of the... It's a cold peace. <laughs> it's a cold peace, yes. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But still, at least we're, you know, not killing each other, which yeah. is a huge uh, yeah. improvement. Yeah. Um, so I... Um, yeah, I grew up with all this propaganda and TV is always showing, you know, Palestinians getting beat up. They're not showing, you know, the other side, obviously, or, you know, things that hap- happened to Jewish people in the past, you know, it's very one-sided. And um, and it wasn't until I met a lot of Jewish people that I developed uh, an appreciation for the culture and how good people are. And it, it's just, it's nonsense to just like blanket statement an entire nation i mean politicians will be politicians anywhere you go and there's always going to be bad apples but by no means can you just call an entire people bad which is what i thought you know when i was growing up so we really need i to, thought the same about palestinians yeah, <laughs> it's all good yeah, yeah exactly and that's why we're still you know there, there's still violence unfortunately yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a, there's an amazing movie I just watched twice in a row. Okay. It's amazing. It's called um, Disturbing the Peace. And it's uh, this organization called Combatants for Peace. Uh, they function in the West Bank. I think mostly not really Gaza and uh, in Israel. And it's basically former, whatever you want to call them, terrorist freedom fighters from both sides, our military people mm-hmm. from Israel from very elite units that just decided no more to violence and got together. And the movie is amazing. For anyone who wants to understand the conflict, I think this is the most important movie because it doesn't talk about the facts, you know, like the war in 73, uh, you know, all the different clashes, the different wars that happened, Mm -hmm. but it shows their story from their... Disturbing the peace. Yeah, from their perspective yeah. and how they saw each other, mm-hmm. how they hated each other, how they were scared of each other, and now they're actually protesting together and working together and and they're not it's not just being friends, you know, it's more than that. They're they want change in the political system and they protest together and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends in that organization, so it was very cool to to wow. watch them and yeah, it's, it's amazing. Great. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'll probably watch it tonight. Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So let me know what you think. Okay, I will. I will, definitely. Very interesting. Yeah, that conflict is is very difficult to resolve. Obviously, there's a lot of trauma and, and hurt and pain and, you know, residual grief over generations. So it's going to take some time. But I think the dialogue needs to start happening and uh you know sharing of, of information hopefully with the internet now people are more able to access uh alternate viewpoints if they want to if they want to <laughs> they uh, yes yeah, also yeah. there's like yeah you can you know seek what you know your bias basically they want to be blind most of the time yeah 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 yeah, yeah there's uh definitely something to be said about um basically when 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 you have a certain viewpoint to seek facts that support your viewpoint and yeah. make it more solid which defeats the purpose right of of having all this knowledge available i just heard of this term carnism have you have you heard melanie joy she talks about like um, this it sounds uh, or it's um carnism is it like basically the equivalent of um eating plants but for carnism is carn Carnism. No, the opposite. Basically, the opposite of veganism, yeah, which is that's exactly what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So 
you just eat meat? Yeah, but it's it's basically the term for the ideology that exists, but it's basically transparent because everybody does it so it doesn't have a name but if we name it okay. um, yeah it's very cool but it goes with that like when we don't want to see something we don't even give it a name because the, that's the mainstream that's what you do right I see yeah <laughs> okay well um, since we were talking earlier about um, emotional uh, support and you know all, all this you know therapy and um, can you uh Go into a little bit more detail, if you don't mind getting a little bit more vulnerable. What, so what are the issues that are going on in your life right now that makes you feel like you need to deal with, you know, with them, with food and stuff like that? And I'll, I'll share my side of things. Yeah, Not too many details if you don't want to, but just yeah, in general. No, I actually have an entire video about oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, as you know, I was sexually assaulted when I was a teenager. And these days it's PTSD mostly that I deal with. Um, it's gotten a lot better, but it still sneaks up on me a lot. And I mean... That is very, very intense. So in those times, I don't even know if I use food. I just kind of like can't function for a day or something, probably mm -hmm. once a month. But there's also all the things that build up to it. And just because when when I was in high school, I was suicidal and I just want to be happy. Like, you know, all I want is to be happy. So even if I feel a little sad, it's almost like a threat to my existence in my mind. I know it's actually not, mm. but it's in my mind. It's like, no, I can't. I'm not allowed to be sad. And it's not only because of the sexual assault. It's also like a cultural thing because my family's Eastern European and being sad was not just, it didn't exist. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or just any feelings. It's like, this is life. It's like when I ask my grandma, Grandma, you always cook. Do you like to cook? And she's like, what do you mean? I cook. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, what do you mean? I work. I wake up in the morning. This is like, this is how it is. Uh, so it's not really, we don't spend much time like thinking about, uh, oh, how are we feeling? Or like, what's going uh, on? And I've always been that child that my parents were like, oh my God, just get on with it you know yeah. but now i'm teaching them so my mom is really learning about spirituality for me and Good. all these things that just paying attention that we are emotional beings so um i think that's the biggest thing like the ptsd just kind of happens for a day and i'm very fortunate because my partner really supports me in that and he knows it's like I don't know, when people have a disease and there's like, okay, so first you drink baking soda, <laughs> whatever you're supposed to do. Baking soda is good for everything. It is, apparently. I swear, it is, it is. Uh, he's like that. Okay. He knows the protocol. Like, good. what do you need to do if this happens? Mm -hmm. And he recognizes it before me, like my face, my expressions. Okay, it's time for you to lay down now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have to work. Well, no, 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 no. It's time mm -hmm. for you to chill right now. <laughs> So he'll know and he'll tell me and it's it's very cool that he knows me more than I know myself. But I I hope I mean what's getting better about it is that I'm getting more aware about mm -hmm. myself. So I notice, okay, I'm overwhelmed 
or I'm feeling not in control and that's why I'm upset because I always feel like I need to be in control. Mm. It's okay. I'm not in control. Like no big deal. <laughs> Life goes on. So I'm just becoming more aware and that is really helpful. The similarity between uh, you and me are uncanny. I, uh, and also I should mention I have you to thank uh, because, I don't know, maybe three, four years ago, whenever we first met on Facebook. Two, two years ago. I Was remember. Yeah. Okay, it felt like longer for some reason. Really? Yeah, two years ago then? Okay. Um, yeah, you did post something about the sexual assault and you actually inspired me to post about my experience, which uh, when I was nine, I, I had a similar experience. I don't, Well, not similar, but, you know, same type. And um, yeah, and that was very uh, relieving. Mm-hmm. It was very, it's like a whole weight came off my shoulder and I, I started sharing it with um closed one first and then eventually open that circle up and I'm still like processing but I'm finding it much easier now to share like there's no emotion or heaviness behind the story anymore where before I used to just my voice would like start you know getting choked up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, did you ever process it before? Did no, you go, no, nothing. no, nothing. It <gasps> wow. was for my entire life. Wow. And I had all these, you know, you were talking about need to be always in control and all that stuff. That I'm pretty sure that's where it's coming from. Yeah, because of course. It's it, you know, when the ultimate like that loss happen, of control. Yeah. 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 So um, you know, slowly healing and and understanding and becoming aware, like you mm-hmm. said, is helping a lot. But it all ties in with the food because you know, food is such a close thing to, I mean, it's, it's our source of life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, whether you want to live or not basically dictates what foods you, you're going to mm-hmm. eat or not. And right now I can happily say that, uh, you know, as reflected by the food that I'm eating, that I, I do love myself and I want to be healthy and I want to, I want to live a long time and I have respect for my body and for, you know, my soul and my spirit and all that stuff. So that's, but before you didn't, that's no. why you fed yourself junk food. Exactly. It's exactly how I feel. Yeah. 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 Which is a big thing for us because I don't know, I, I'm assuming for you, for me, it's a big thing because I didn't, I hated myself for so long. So it's very cool that now yeah. I care about myself, you know? Yeah. And, you know, all, there's always going to be moments where, you know, I have, you know, bad moods, bad times, just are just feeling depressed and everything. But, you know, having that foods, good foods, or like my worst food will be like uh, the average, you know, standard American diet, you know, day, you know, so like at my worst point, I'm still doing better than than most people. And that helps me bounce back, you know, a lot of the time, because if you go down that spiral of eating junk food and where your body starts shutting down physically, then your brain can't function, you can't recover. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's then that depression gets worse and worse and it just feeds on itself until you hit rock bottom and, and hopefully, you know, stay in, in, well, yeah, not get into too much of a depressed state where you want to kill yourself. But um, food and environment also is, is very key for me. Mm-hmm. I try to keep, you know, a, a good, open, welcoming environment so that's, um, I can bounce back more easily. So, and I, f- I feel like we need a little extra than most people. Yeah. It's like someone who had cancer or someone who had heart disease, they need extra care. Yeah. You know, I, I for, on, for myself, I feel like I need 
extra. Yeah. So and and it's very annoying sometimes because I'm a very strong person and I hate saying, "Oh yes, I'm sensitive," you know. Mm-hmm. But I am. First of all, I'm very sensitive. Yeah. I was born sensitive. And then on top of that, there's... It's not a sign of weakness, by the way. I, I keep reminding myself True, of that. But it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard to yeah. remember that. Yeah, because I want to say, yeah, I can overcome anything. And, and But then when I see people who cry or something, I admire them so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, yeah, I remind myself too that it's like when someone is vulnerable in public, they are so much... They are superior, you know, because they they uh, yeah. are strong enough to to show their true selves, which is unheard of in our world, unfortunately. Right, right, and definitely in the Western world, um, there is very lack of uh, there is a huge lack of showing of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, growing up in Egypt and and even in France, where I lived uh, for a while, they. There seems to be quite a bit of acceptance of showing emotions. French people are actually pretty crazy. Really? Yeah, they they swing pretty hard, you know, from happy to really angry. Upset. Angry, yeah. okay, yeah. but not sad. Um, not well, sad sometimes, but yeah, angry. There's, I don't know. It, it's it easier to show anger than to cry. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. But even you'll see that in even like French, like love making, there's a lot of slapping and then kissing and then slapping. Really? And yeah, it's very, Interesting. Uh, they call it, you know, passionate loving, but it's just, it's basically psychotic. <laughs> 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 it's very, uh, very, yeah, a lot of drama. But um, what was I saying before? I'm Did it help you to time. live in France? Yeah. Um, oh, no. So, um, yeah, essentially... Yeah, I feel like showing emotions is is very important, and um, and being able to uh, express them and and being comfortable within your own skin. I I guess I want to say that I'm so I think I told you it then, but I'm so glad that sh- me sharing, see me being vulnerable and sharing, inspired you to like talk about it, and because keeping it a secret is just the worst part. Absolutely. You know? It's like it weighs you down. Like physically, I remember I felt like something is sitting on my chest for years and years. So I'm really glad that you're talking about it. And it's a form of therapy for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, there was no, you know, therapist needed. It was just basically all within, you know, you could just take care of yourself if, you know, given the courage and the support. Um, Oh, let's talk about support. Um, Mm -hmm. So, how important is having a community that supports your lifestyle? So important. <laughs> Crazy important. I mean, I guess it depends on the person. I was actually talking to my mom yesterday about this, um, that she is not a social person at all. And, you know, there's a lot of crazy raw foodists out there. She's like, I feel like if I would have met those people, I would just it would turn me off of this lifestyle. So I'm glad I didn't, but I don't know. I feel like I attract the most amazing people. I don't, I mean, I've met crazy vegans, but so few and they were funny. So, (laughs) so, um, when we lived in Jerusalem, we didn't really have a community at all. It was just, but it was the two of us and there was online like YouTube and Facebook. And, um, I learned so much from YouTube it's crazy. Mm. So just seeing that there are crazy people like me yeah. <laughs> that are out there in the world and they uh, stand out from 
just what other people are doing, but they're still doing it. That really helped. And then coming here is like paradise because there's an amazing vegan community that I love. And yeah, it's very important. So if people are living somewhere isolated or something like that, you know, they go online and that's, that's the best place. Yeah, for sure. Your website would definitely be a good starting point. Yeah. And, uh, and Facebook community too. We have people Mm. from all over the world. Yeah, I noticed there's a lot of, uh, yeah, you you get a lot of likes from people. It's like, hey, I'm from Poland yeah. or I'm from, you know, Russia or whatever. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I, when I first went raw vegan, I, like I mentioned earlier, I was just doing it on my own for like a good nine months and then... That's crazy. Yeah. Was that hard? It was very difficult, yeah. And then uh, I remember one Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving, uh, I decided, you know, obviously I wasn't going to eat turkey so there was um, uh, an event uh, hosted by uh, the Animal Protection and Rescue League, mm-hmm. APRL. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian mm-hmm. Pease and all these mm-hmm. good folks, yeah. Uh, back then, I guess they used to have it every year. I haven't seen it lately. But no, I haven't either. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they hosted this huge uh, vegan Thanksgiving dinner. And I, w- I remember walking, it was in a church. <laughs> and I opened the doors and there's hundreds of people that, so that cool. were all eating like me or, you know, at least plants. And uh-huh. I just like, I instantly felt like I found my people, like this is my tribe now. And I connected, I made so many friends and the, f- the first night like that, I just sat at a table and t- started talking to people and like That's took so names cool. and numbers and I'm still friends with them today. It's crazy. Um, that was um, six years ago. No, seven wow. years ago. Wow. Wow. Seven. Wow. Seven 2010, years. I believe, was That's when so I made cool. that switch. I My first class I taught, you know, Tracy? Tracy. Tracy Child. Yes. She came and she's so funny. She's just like a natural teacher. So she just, I didn't know her at all. I taught a free class and she's like, you know, I, I'll be there. So she comes and she just helps me clean up and... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and ever since then, you know, it's just, it's really cool. It's like yeah. the coolest people and they're so uh, loving and amazing. They helped us move. They moved our entire apartment yeah. in a day all together. Yeah. And it's just very cool. I think most of my friends are vegan, but then I also have friends from high school, mm. you know, that that I'm very close with that aren't. So still have, and my best friend is definitely not vegan, but she's, she's, She's getting there. She's <laughs> she's Palestinian, you know. She meat was a big thing, so mm. yeah. She's eating a lot less meat, so I'm really proud of her. Yeah, but when she's mm. here, she's vegan. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> when she stays here, because yeah. I don't, I don't do yeah that stuff in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a huge change. Yeah, I remember. So when um, a quick story from my childhood. Not childhood, actually, it was more recent than I like to admit. But um, so you know, the in in Islamic tradition, there is uh, after Ramadan, there is Eid, you mm-hmm, know, where mm-hmm. celebrate. And the ju- it sheep, just happened. The, the sh- yeah. sheep slaughtering yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So um, my mom had promised, or actually, she, you know, had made a prayer or something that, like, if I graduated from college, that she would slaughter sheep in my name and, and give the sheep, you know. <laughs> me to all the poor people it's kind of like a, um I think you, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so um it didn't happen for a long time and she internalized or she really believed that 
if she didn't come through with it, she was going to go to hell. So my, it didn't happen because you kept telling her not to do it. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, vegan yet. Oh, okay. so it was before. So more than seven years ago. And um, my dad isn't as religious, I guess. And he was, you know, didn't want to do it. And they got into a very heated argument. Um, and I was kind of caught in the middle because it was about me. <laughs> so I ended up walking. Uh, it was in Egypt. We walked to the butcher shop, which is open butcher, you know. Um, yeah, it's just you, basically you can grab a sheep and I brought it home. Alive. Alive. Oh, my God. And um, <laughs> I'm going to scare you right now. But no, I, I did get the help of a butcher. So a butcher came to me and I was just I was really mad at the situation because they were literally like at each other's throat about this. And I slaughtered the sheep <gasps> with, uh, you know, with the, the guy observing me. And oh so we hung it upside down. I slaughtered it. Oh, God. And then I... I slid through the middle and we pumped it full of air to skin it i went through the entire process until when was this i can't remember it's i, I was in my 20s i guess oh okay i thought it was recent no, it was, but still yeah. no no it was yeah so i had graduated from college and several years had gone by so i, I must have been in like mid-20s mm -hmm. or late 20s or something like Ooh. that so probably your age. so you had the experience yeah of, I, uh, I slaughtered a sheep and crazy. i you know, until I got to the stomach and then like all the the stuff, the, the, the food that it was digesting, I guess, started like coming out and I started gagging and I th threw up. And then I, I just had, you know, I said, I'm, I'm done. But anyway, so, you know, I guess on one side, my mom believes that she's not going to go to hell anymore. So that's good. But I have that memory you know, imprinted in my yeah. head. Like I've, I've actually, like when people go shopping for meats and they just grab a package, they don't, they don't realize. Have I know yeah. where that came from. Yeah. You know, I've experienced it. I know that I saw an animal suffer at my hands and, and it's, it's been a, a cause you know, or a source of, of grief and, and like a lot of shame for me sometimes. And I have to just kind of be forgiving to myself because it was a different time, you know, and I, I was eating meat every day and that's no different, right? When no. you eat every day, that's it's what, so much worse happening. than, you know, because in Israel, they always say, oh, yeah, you know, those barbaric Palestinians killing, you know, I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> what are you, what do you do? It's so much worse when you're buying these packages, you don't know where it came from. Mm -hmm. And at least they raise the animals themselves, you know, a lot of, a lot mm -hmm. of families, not everyone, of course. Uh, and also in Judaism, there's a mm -hmm. lot of with the the chickens, like spinning chicken. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not that religious, so I don't really know. But uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's, it's good not to have that in your stomach and, and, and eating the, you know, the, the suffering, the suffering, because it is there. And uh, I think it wasn't really the reason why I, you know, became uh uh, you know, that I joined the, the plant lifestyle, but uh, it definitely became, it connected later. And Me, I, same I, here. I got yeah. it. I, I really got it. And, and I connected with my food and it's just everything started clicking. Um, having said that, uh, just to be, you know, quite honest and open, I have slipped before, uh, you know, even in recent times where I've kind of fallen off the wagon, kind of got back. So it's not, you know, I'm not judging anyone, you know, 
Like everybody's human. I do mm-hmm. like listen to my body. Sometimes it tells me to eat things that aren't, you know, on, on the diet. And I try to, uh, I haven't gone back to eating meat, but I have uh, had dairy, mm-hmm. um, you know, eggs, milk and stuff like that. And then uh, cheese, actually. Um, cheese is addicting. Yeah, cheese is ridiculous. It's it's like crack cocaine. Took basically. me years to stop eating cheese. Mm-hmm. Years. Yeah, 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 it's tough. So, yeah, I, I understand uh, the, the journey and the, yeah. the journey and yeah. and how you can you know uh, change and then come back and change and come back it's 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 a process um, and we have to be compassionate to people yes. also you yeah. know because yeah. a lot of us and me included like sometimes I look at people and like what is wrong with you like don't you understand but we were all there. Yeah, we were all there. It's, most of us were not born vegan. And so, yeah. And also, I want to mention something that's important to me. Um, I, you know, I tend to get angry. And I'll use that word um, because I, I do feel that sometimes when when vegans uh, become, you know, where it's like all or nothing. Because there's so much goodness that can happen in, in incremental gains. You know, so I'm always encouraging my friends and and family to just just increase your plant intake. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to eat meat still, that's fine. You know, it's your choice, and I'm not gonna guilt you into it. You know, out of it or something. But I, I'm just gonna explain to you. You know, just the facts, the science. There's so much research right now behind it. Just show them the information, then have them make their own decision. Mm-hmm. But start slowly, and you, like like I said, you know, you don't have to stop. You know, if you want to continue eating meat, that's fine. But you can get up to you know, 90% plants, 95% plants and have that treat, you know, because that's how people used to eat in right. prehistoric right. ages. And also you, in uh, Japan, you know, the centenarians, like the, the populations that lived to 100 and more, they eat a little bit of fish, I don't know, once a month or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how humans evolved. They evolved on mostly plants mm-hmm. and fruits and nuts and things that are readily available. And then when hunters were lucky enough to, you know, catch a prey and then drag it however many kilometers or miles back and then having to split it, you know, for, to an entire tribe of, you know, good 30, 40 people, mm-hmm. everyone got just a little bit, you know, we can't. That's hunt. called paleo, what you just said. Yeah, yeah, paleo, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the paleo that's the premise, diet. Yeah. yeah, that's the 95% plants, not, yeah. But I totally agree with you. When people reach out to me and they say, oh, I'm interested, I tell them, okay, Take your time, make small steps, small changes, you know, find your favorite meals. Maybe three times a week you're going to eat a vegan meal. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, just just start and see because the more plants you eat, the more plants you crave. So That's right, yeah. yeah. It's and and a lot of people are not most people will not go vegan overnight. They're not set up for it. It will piss them off, like it mm-hmm. will, you know, and they won't keep it up for yeah. life, which is our goal. For them yeah. to eat this way forever. Well, so. it's their goal. I mean, if they want it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's definitely always going to be a personal decision. Uh, but all we can do as people, I feel, is just be a role model. You know, show a, a model of health and and you know, being a, a decent person all around. And 
And then, you know, yeah, people come around and, and notice or they get curious and ask. And that's, that's I feel like, the way to do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, you know, I, you know, there's so many different ways. I, I just like to, uh, to take the gentle route myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, think we should grab a quick bite. Yes, I'm <laughs> starving. <laughs> All this, oh, this food conversation and i literally only had grapes today i don't know what i was thinking oh, wow. but it's just that's what happened okay yeah yeah let's share a snack and, yes, uh, and end it on this beautiful note and uh thank you thank you so much thank that you. was uh, a very compelling and an interesting discussion it was really interesting and, for uh, me too also to hear your story for sure yeah yeah, yeah. thank you thank you awesome all right cheers